Blog Talk Radio. Souls on all levels and in all dimensions are on their own evolutionary journey. There is no end point, no specified timing, and no losers. Every soul goes through their own unique experiences, yet we all have much in common. The higher self's evolutionary perspective, then, builds bridges of understanding. Let's move the focus from division and conflict to acceptance and love of ourselves and others. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This is Janet Richmond. I am the Higher Self Voice, and I am recording a podcast on Blog Talk, and I'm doing a video simultaneously. And I'm happy to be back in this world. As I mentioned last week, I've been gone for three years, plus or minus, I don't know exactly, and I'm really excited to be back. I'm really excited to be sharing and getting to know everybody out there and helping where I can, anybody and everyone. Anyway, if you want to get this podcast easily and effortlessly, all my past podcasts and my current ones, the ones I've just started, are available on your smartphone. I know the iPhone has the podcast app that comes with the phone. I'm not absolutely sure about the Samsung and the Android. I know if you download it, it's free, the podcast app, and most of you would probably know this better than me. I have an iPhone, but in any case, it is available for free. And if you go onto your podcast app and ask for Higher Self Voice Radio, you will get me. And if you do that, it starts, I believe, in 2014. Uh, I had almost weekly podcasts at that point in time until I stopped them to write my third book, as I mentioned. Anyway, um, I mean, I mentioned last week. If you, they're all different. They're, they don't repeat. None of this information repeats. There may be some common elements. There may be some overlap, but everything is new, and they're all titled. They're all indexed. You can choose what interests you. There, If you're going to start somewhere and you want to do something in order, I would start with January of 2016. It's where I really opened up about the fifth dimensional uh, realm and fifth dimensionals on the planet, the higher self, who they are and their role. And you start there and you will get an earful. <laughs> I think you'll be fascinated though. Okay. So yesterday someone called in and I do believe he might have called in just now. Hello. Um, I believe his name is, oh my goodness. I have to look at my notes. Mike, Mike, Mike. And if it is Mike, great because I'm actually going to talk for just a brief moment about what Mike had to say yesterday. Um, Mike described dimensions as being the different stages in life that we go through in one life. The first dimension being as a child, the second dimension, you know, our awareness and our consciousness keeps expanding. And that is a very valid perspective, absolutely valid, and but I'm just using this opportunity 
to say that the higher self's perspective on dimensions are not about one life. They're about the journey of the soul in its entirety. It is an evolutionary journey. And the reason I mention it is not that one perspective is right and the other one is wrong or that there's any reason to be in conflict whatsoever. They're both valid. The reason I'm mentioning it is because the higher selves are very, very careful to clarify and define their terms. The reason they do it is because, guess what? There are so many similar words in so many different modalities. And the possibility of misinterpreting a word or assuming, because you'd heard that word in another modality, that it means the same thing coming from the higher self. So you may it may get old, but you'll see that I do explain things so that it is clear from their perspective. Again, it's not to diminish or show as incorrect or wrong anybody else's perspective, but it is simply to clarify so there aren't any misunderstandings, misinterpretations, assumptions where, you know, it, um, it clouds the, the information or something. Okay, so I will get to the caller. If it is Mike, I will get to you, Mike. So just, just wait till I finish this, what I'm going to do, and then I will certainly tune in to see what your question is or what you'd like to say. All right, so today's show is about the new normal, and we hear everywhere about the new normal, don't we? It is a very, um, I think it's a perfect way to describe the fact that we aren't going to go back to the status quo, that, that so much has changed with this COVID that we are going to have a new normal. And I did want to talk about it. Um, much of this you may have thought about, maybe you haven't, maybe you have, but you didn't, didn't hear it from anywhere else. Maybe it's going to validate what you already think, but the higher self indicated to me that it would be an, a good thing to talk about today. So, so there you have it. Now, before I get to the new normal, I want to talk briefly about a disease and I'm not a doctor. I'm not a scientist, but I happen to know about this disease. Maybe I'm, I know just enough to be ignorant, but I still think I know enough to give you the use this disease as an example. And the disease I want to talk about is malaria. Okay. And I happen to know about it. So malaria, and, and I'm going to use the disease as an example, as an analogy to how to look at our new normal. Okay. So malaria is a disease. It's not actually caused by a virus. It's actually what they call a vector disease, which means you have a go-between, a vector. And malaria is caused by a parasite. And if someone is carrying the parasite, they interact with other people. They are not going to spread the disease of malaria. What malaria needs is this vector, and it's a mosquito. Mosquito bites someone that has the parasite has the disease then it goes and, and when it sucks up the blood you know those mosquitoes they suck up the blood when when they go to bite someone else they inject a chemical of some sort into the bite so that the blood of the other person doesn't coagulate and clot on them and when they do inject that chemical the parasite goes into the next host 
okay, the next person. So in this way, the disease is transmitted from person to person to person. Well, in this disease, the way to cure it or get rid of it completely would be to get rid of the vector, get rid of all the mosquitoes. And you and I know that it's probably unlikely that mosquito is endemic throughout the whole or much of the continent of Africa. I do believe it goes into to Asia um, and it could even be here for all I know. There's so much sharing going on in, in the world with um, critters. Uh, anyway, so because they can't get rid of the disease, what is the approach? Well, the approach is to deal with it as best they can. And so they work to educate people. They work to encourage people to take precautions, um, to use netting, to use bug spray, to cover up, to there's medicines now that you can take that helps prevent you from getting the disease. And there's medicines you can take to help lessen the effect if you already have the disease. So in Africa, it isn't about killing all the mosquitoes and solving the disease in that way. They're living with it every day and they're doing the best. And it's taken years and a lot of research and a lot of help from scientists and doctors and everything else to uh, <clears throat> make it so that people who have the disease can still lead pretty full lives most of the time. They still can have families and children and um, good work and, you know, all the good things that we think of as important. But here's the idea here, that malaria is here to stay. And, but we still have lives that matter, but it's here to stay. It's here to stay. Okay, so now we're gonna look at COVID-19. Now, the virus is spread worldwide and it is transmitted person to person, it doesn't use a vector. And when it appeared, humans had no immunity to it. So that means 8 billion people, give or take, on the planet are not immune to this disease. So <clears throat> there is a giant reservoir for this virus to infect. There's a giant reservoir. Okay. Now I'm not saying that to scare anyone. I'm saying that so you so that that people can understand that our new normal will be like with malaria dealing with the virus. Now, the the chances of getting rid of something that's worldwide are extremely small like the mosquito, and so that means it's here to stay. So the first approach to this virus and this is stuff you all know, but it, I'm going there for a reason is to quarantine and to have as many people stay at home. This was to lower the risk and also, um, but it doesn't mean that the virus will disappear. Okay. It means we're staying at home. Now it was really important because it meant that the rate of infection was kept as low as possible so that the medical community, the research communities could get up and running um, to understand the manifestations of the disease, find ways to treat it, um, 
could there be a vaccine? Could they could a vaccine be developed? It gave us time. The quarantining gave us all gave time to these communities to get up and running. They had to get the proper equipment, the proper training, the you know the respirators and the masks, the special you know high level masks. They had to learn how to how to deal. It was a giant learning curve for everyone. So that's really that was the first step and it was a necessary one um the great news is that we have been on a huge learning curve and the leaders of villages towns cities states countries for the most part they're hammering away 24 7 to find ways to deal with massive issues and of course it's not just the disease we have the educational system and the economic system in the country that have all been thrown up in the air and there's that learning curve as well but that's not what i'm talking about today but of course we're all aware of that all right so the next step in the process with this disease is one that's already started and you're already aware of it and that's to ease up on the restrictions and the quarantining and open up to some interactions and um, the viewpoints and the approaches the how-to's to do this vary person to person country to country state to state mayor to mayor village to village because this it's it's so much information not everyone has the same information. Not everyone has the same circumstance. You could be a small village in Utah that didn't see one person. I'm making this up because I don't know if that's true, but suppose I know there are places in the world that haven't seen any of the virus, like Antarctica, Antarctica. but I know there's small areas, rural areas that haven't seen the virus. So what I'm saying is that different people will have different solutions. They'll be approaching it differently. Okay, um, and we don't have any precedents really to, t- to teach us what is the best. So guess what? Um, we can learn from one another. We can check out what other countries, other states, other villages, cities, whatever are doing, and we can learn from each other what works and what doesn't work. Um, so related to this, I want to talk about two things. One is Uh, We can, if we don't agree, for whatever reason, we don't agree with someone's approach or a state's approach or a government's approach or country's, if we don't agree with it, we can fall into, guess what, judgment, criticism, blame. we, we can believe that their choice was the wrong thing and we can just jump on the bandwagon to be critical to complain, to say, wait a minute, this isn't right. You know, what are they, stupid? You know, we can get into all this kind of judgment thing. Um, And what we do is we line up on sides, one side versus another. We have have a conflict going on. So um, we can do that. Or we can, you know, and we can lose sight of the fact that nobody has all the answers nobody has all the solutions all of the time and so the other thing to look at is if somebody makes a poor decision they say open up something so fast that it just is turns out to be a disaster guess what 
It's not about that they failed and made a mistake. It's about, hey, let's get up, let's help them up and help them try again. Please understand that we, we hear everything that all the time we're in this together. Let's be in this together. Let's truly help one another in this time because if we judge, we blame, and we set ourselves as, you know, us versus them, or we're right, you're wrong, it doesn't help us, does it? So that's the first thing I want to bring up, that we have a choice to criticize, and we have a choice to understand and to help. Okay, understanding this has never happened before. We don't have this kind of precedent. Great. The second thing that I want to talk about, which brings me back to my whole discussion about malaria, is let's remind ourselves that the virus is here to stay. That means that no matter where, when we come out of quarantine, a day, tomorrow, a week later, two weeks later, a month later, even a year later, we will be, quote unquote, releasing back into the public in a, a whole population depending on how many are left in quarantine, of people who are not immune to the disease. So anytime we open it up, we're going to see a spike in people getting it and people dying from it. Okay? Now, I'm not saying that to freak anybody out. I think it's pretty well understood by now. But to avoid it at all costs, is but one step. Perhaps we can work toward the malarial example where we try to find ways to cope. We open up slowly, and I can't tell you what the step should be. It's not what I'm here to, to tell anyone, but that people are finding a way because there are other things at risk here, the things like the educational system, the economy, there are other things to balance with this whole issue. And there is, if we understand that even if we stay quarantined for two years, you open it up, the virus hasn't gone anywhere because there's still people out there. There's still people that have COVID. It's not going to disappear. Maybe in some areas of the world, the COVID will be gone after two years because there's been no host because everyone has been absolutely perfectly quarantined. But what are the chances? We have first responders, we have essential uh, workers out there that, have, that are providing us food, et cetera, et cetera. You all know what I'm talking about. So to think the virus is gonna disappear and all we need to do is stay quarantined is just means avoiding really the inevitable that we have to figure out ways to live with this, okay? Now, the good news is if things open up, we do have choice. Many of us will have choice. Do we go out or not? If they open up the beaches, if we're worried about it, we're, we're particularly, uh, you know, we're immune com compromised, of course, we would choose not to go out to the beach, even though others might. Same with large events, same with, um, restaurants or whatever. If you don't feel comfortable, you can choose not to go. 
it's really we have a lot of choice as these steps happen. It's not perfect. There is still some risk. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying there is a perfect solution. But <laughs> um, we, at some point, not at some point, we are in process of figuring out the new normal, living with a virus that isn't going to disappear. Again, it's not set, spoken like that to create any kind of fear or worry. And I'm going to give you some new, some other examples of the new normal. And you'll see this is a doable deal, okay? It's not just some removed place in Africa that's dealt with malaria. That We all, the time, have new normals, but we might not think of it like that. And the reason I wanted to bring this up today was to show you that the new normal doesn't have to be scary. It doesn't have to be, you know, dreaded. Let me give you one example. You have a baby. You're part of a couple. You haven't had any children. You get pregnant and you have a baby. Well, this throws anybody's life up into sometimes chaos, no sleeping, you know, living the life around the baby schedule. Um, you go to go somewhere in the car and you have to lug half a car full of baby gear with you to take the child along with you. It is a new normal that develops over time. The new parents get used to it. They figure out how to take turns. They figure out who's going to do what feeding. They figure out, you know, the work schedules and who's flexible when. They work to find a new normal. And we are all familiar. Even if you haven't had kids, you know that's what happens. So that's a new normal that we're all familiar with. So we feel comfortable with it, even though the new normal can be extremely exhausting, stressful. Um, luckily, we have friends and family members and we have Google to get information on it. We still have that here. Even though we don't know much, if you want to know anything that they know that's known about COVID right now, you can Google it and you can find so many sources of information. Okay, we're lucky. We have help. Okay, so that's one new normal. There's another new normal. Guess what? Your children grow up and they move out and now you're empty nest. That's a new normal too. And for some people, it's extremely difficult. They feel like their reason for their day-to-day -day living, they felt good about being a great parent and being there and suddenly the child is out of the home, whether at college or they got married or they're moved across the country for a job, they're out of the home and now the parents have to adjust to another new normal. Well, those are just two typical common ones. If you think about it for one minute, you're gonna come up with 10 more. There are so many things that we go through in our lives every throughout the journey in our lives that, that we have to move into a new normal. So it is not a scary term. It is something we're actually very used to. And how about this? What about 9-11? That created another really huge new normal. Travel was never the same. We moved to this huge security system on taking flights, getting on planes, getting on trains, big events. Now security, getting into you know public buildings sometimes. 
we have moved to develop a new normal to protect the citizens, to protect those who are flying. We developed this security system. In the beginning, it was problematic. It was this, it was that. Everybody was irritated. It was so frustrating. It was so many delays. But now we've gotten used to it. We've gotten used to the new normal. It's not that it's perfect. It's a system that's been put in place that runs relatively efficiently, and other times there are glitches. So any system, of course, is going to have its ups and downs, but we pretty well adjusted to the new normal, and it's probably never going to go back to the place where we have no security. So here's COVID. We are have a massive experience, massive event globally, and the new normal is going to be coming in, guys. The new normal is coming in whether we want it there or not. So, but it doesn't have to be scary. We have a period of transition. We have a period of adjustment. We have a period of acclimation, of learning, large learning curve. We have a period where we're going to make mistakes. People are going to make mistakes. And I really want to encourage understanding rather than criticism. Helping in whatever scenarios that present, helping somebody get up instead of kicking them when they're down. Because most of the leaders around the world, not all for sure, it doesn't, you can never say all in any scenario, but but not all for sure, but around the world, people are really trying. There's a lot of effort in the communities, the leadership, the authorities all around the world are they perfect? Of course not. But hey, let's, let's be part of the solution instead of part of the problem, instead of criticizing and judging and setting ourselves up in a battle. Let's give it some time. Okay, give it some time and um, work with the new normal. Okay, now I do want to do a healing. I think I finished what I wanted to say. Oh, I did want to say this. Oh, no, 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 I did forget one thing. I want everyone to think about the flu, okay? Now, the flu has been around since most of us can remember. There are shots you can get every year to protect you against the flu. Um, Sometimes the virus, the flu virus, mutates slightly, changes, and then they have to do a new vaccine. But we're kind of used to the flu. And it does mean, though, every year, because we are now living with the flu, we can't get rid of the virus. We're now living with the flu. We're seeing, yeah, people get sick and people die. And it's difficult. It's, it involves loss and worry and concern and fear and all of those things. But we don't freak out thinking about the flu being here. And I absolutely know in time, it'll be the same with COVID. We may not get a vaccine, you know, fingers crossed, but even if we get a vaccine, not everyone is gonna be able to afford it if it costs money or have access to it. And some people won't even get it even if they can because they don't believe in it. 
So no matter what, we're still going to maintain a population that is not immune to COVID. It is really here to stay, guys. So I'm hoping we can work together to adjust to this and understand that we still have some choices here. If the opening up is too slow for you, it may be frustrating, and then when it does open up, you'll be the first one out the door. You may be someone who never wants some it to open up, and you'll stay at home forever and will be upset when the doors are opening in your area. But most of us is, are somewhere in between, and I do feel that we can work together on this. Okay, you hear that everywhere. Let's work together. But I want to do the a healing. I just want to see where I am time-wise. Okay, i got plenty of time. It's going to be a short healing. I will explain some stuff to everyone. Um, Mike, I'm going to do the healing first. I want to make sure I have time, and then I will put you on for sure, okay? I'm sure I'll have time. I don't think the healing will be more than five or ten minutes. All right, so... Now, I do, for those of you that are seeing me on video, I do mostly close my eyes when I do the healing. Um, I don't have to because I do a lot of work when I'm out walking every day. I guess I probably won't close my eyes now either. But I don't really need to. But in any case, um, if you're going to join along with me, which I do hope that you will, you might want to close your eyes simply because it helps with the focus of attention. And I will explain that in starting right now. Okay. So I want everyone, as best you can, to quiet the mind. You might want to take a few deep breaths. And you can see your thoughts, anything and everything that's coming into your mind, your feelings, just to move them out into the environment around you. If you feel them coming back in, the minute you realize it, go ahead and let them go again. The reason why we do that is that we want to activate the focus of attention. We all have it. We don't need to take classes to learn how to focus. We all know how to focus. And the focus of attention, the conscious focus of attention, is extremely important because it's the turn-on switch for the divine energies that we carry and that we have access to. If divine energies could come right in, and help all of us with our problems, we wouldn't have any problems. But we live in the free will kingdom, guys. So the divine will energies need to be given permission. We have to invite them in to the free will arena. And that's why we use the focus of attention. It's our way of saying, putting out the welcome mat, come on in. We want the divine energies that we carry and all those that we have access to, to come in and to help with this healing. So first, I want everyone to bring that focus of attention down to what the higher self call the pure soul essence. Not important to know the term, but understand that it's symbolic for the divine light that each and every soul carries within. Some people call it the God within, the spirit within, the light within. It doesn't matter what you name it, but the higher self explained really clearly that this energy, this pure soul essence is everything that the originating source was, is, and is 
becoming. It is extremely powerful, and every soul receives it upon its birth, upon its first expression as a mineral. And every mineral is a soul. Every mineral has a pure soul essence. And same with the plants, animals, humans, and beyond. Once we receive that pure soul essence, that connection to the constant connection to the originating source, we never lose it. All right? So we want to focus on it. Often that pure soul essence is literally lying dormant because we don't know that we have it. And even if we did know, we wouldn't know how to use it, how to help make it work for us. Well, the focus of attention is what activates it. And I am being given a symbol. Uh, Whoever is listening to this, uh, whether it's now or in the future, their pure soul essence light is becoming active. It's waking up, so to speak. We're focusing on the light. And as we focus, the light expands. It grows. It becomes one with who we are at the physical level. It moves into every cell, tissue, organs, and even the nanospaces in between. It just permeates, becomes one with us, fills that physical body. It doesn't stop there, though. It continues to expand to encompass the totality of who we are at the energetic level. I'm not going to explain all that. And it continues to expand to encompass the totality of who we are at the soul level. Okay? And there is so much that I'm not explaining, but you don't need to know it. The divine energy knows it, and it is moving. And I'm getting a beautiful, beautiful picture. And what's happening is, Those listeners currently and every listener that hears from now on this recording will be activating this pure soul essence light. I'm now going to join all of us in one accord, everyone past, present and future that are joining in this healing. And I'm getting a picture of a tremendous amount of souls that are joining in keep in mind that this recording could be around for 20 30 years it's not that i have all those people uh, who know i am right at the moment but it's really big we're getting a lot of help which is great and i want to join us all in one accord meaning that we're all operating in, in in accord with each other at this divine level i'm now going to call in the higher selves for each and every one and for the higher selves in charge of the humanities on the planet, the higher selves that are in charge of the planet itself and all the four, the three lower kingdoms be, be, below the, the humans, the mineral plant and the animal. We want the higher selves that are helping with the evolutionary process and uh, of the planet and of all the life forms on the planet. We want them to come in and we just are getting a tremendous amount of help. I'm going to call on to um, some energies that I haven't talked about, but I want to call on the six dimensional frequency. Um, really, really helpful. The higher heart consciousness, higher self, just any, any, energies and I want to join us all in one accord so that we're operating together in the highest ideal for everyone concerned. The last part of this is that I'm going to ask that we focus on our connection with with the originating source and with all there is. 
what this means is every soul is connected to every other one via this pure soul essence. We're always connected. We don't need to go anywhere or do anything to be connected. But by focusing, using the conscious focus of attention on that giant network, that giant infinite network of divine light and so a reservoir of help and information that we have access to 24-7 by focusing on it, we are giving permission to that too, to move in through and around us. I do explain or give an analogy about this network, this true soul essence network of all there is by explaining the internet, using the internet as an analogy. We have the internet at our beck and call for the most part, 24-7. We have Wi-Fi everywhere. We can access it through the phone. We have so much uh, available to us globally, information and help. We can download movies. We can do whatever we want because of that global network that we're always connected to. I mean, most of us are. There are still, of course, some that aren't don't have access, but we just don't use it all the time. Then this, we decide consciously, oh, I want to get some information, and we plug it into the network. And this is exactly what we're doing with consciously plugging into the network of all there is. So we've now activated that. There is a tremendous amount of light that has been generated from all of these uh, permission, all this permission that we give, divine, divine energy, just so you understand, can't hurt or harm. It can't manipulate. It can't control. It only works in accord with the highest ideal and the divine will of the human kingdom. So if you or someone else decides not to use the energy, it won't be used. But we've brought the energy in, making it available for as many as possible. And luckily, the higher self have taught us that it's as easy to to work on 8 billion people as it is to work on one. So what I'm going to do next is we're going to start working on the 8 billion, all of the humanities, including all of us that are focusing and have activated this energetic help. Okay. So I'm going to, Ask for one more divine energy. It's called the Rainbow Bridge energy. It's a powerful, powerful energy carrying absolutely pure and perfect balance. Okay? Can't be distorted or discolored or in any way, anything. So we call that Rainbow Bridge energy in. We're activating it. It also reaches out to 8 billion people. It's unlimited in nature. But it is a like a, it creates the vehicle or the mechanism we can send this energy to everyone that we want. And so that's what we're going to do. We've activated the Rainbow Bridge. It also carries another really beautiful, beautiful, uh, powerful element to what it car- what it does, and that is it heals the past nows, the present nows, and the future nows. It's like being in the center of time. So whatever we work on for the 8 billion, it is going to help heal, balance, expand 
whatever is needed and necessary by addressing the past, present, and future now simultaneously. It's a very powerful energy, and I use it virtually in every healing. Okay, so we're activating that rainbow bridge energy. All you do to activate these things is use that focus of attention, and I see it just flowing in, in spades. It's just unbelievable, unbelievable. And we're going to, we always work two sides of the coin. One side is the releasing of the negative, uh, the part that the misunderstandings or the hurts or the wounds or whatever it is that anybody is carrying from any lifetime, including this one. Then we work on bringing in the divine energies to symbolically fill the spaces left empty by what's been released. Again, each soul is responsible 100% for how much it lets go and how much it takes in. But that's fine. We're not here to force. We're not here to push. We're not here to insist. We're not here to say, oh, well, you didn't take in this energy. No. We're here simply to provide. If we hadn't provided, then that soul wouldn't have had the choice to take that in or to release something over here. So we're providing them with choices. We're not here to save everyone. We're here to provide the opportunity for them to help themselves. So right now I want to start with the releases, the energetic, the energetics, the belief systems, the thoughts, the habits, the emotional upheat, you know, emotional responses. Anything and everything that someone has taken on, self-identities that hold them stuck. And so I want to begin with illness patterns. There isn't one of us on this planet that hasn't been ill either in this life or another life or many other lives. We all carry illness patterns, whether it's an extreme one where we're constantly sick or whether it's one where maybe once every 10 years we get a cold. It doesn't matter. It's it's something, it's part of the human condition, and I'm going to ask that we all release illness patterns. Now, just please keep in mind that we have connected through the Rainbow Bridge to the totality of the 8 billion, and they're all releasing. And guess what? I'm seeing like a, a cloud of energy, a cloud coming up from the planet, like smog or like, like smoke coming up from the planet. So... We're doing a great job. Now, of course, we won't know. A lot of this will never know someone. It doesn't matter, though. I've done this work for so long that I see things when they happen. I'm aware, even though I don't know any individuals. So I'm asking that we continue to release, all of us, the illness pattern. And how about the death and dying pattern? Okay, let's release the illness pattern and the death and dying pattern. That's what we're dealing with, with COVID, okay? We also want to release fears, absolute fears of all levels, fear of the disease, fear of the loss of work, fear of getting together with people, fear of the unknown, not knowing how this new normal is going to unfold, all of the fears, the anxieties, the worries, just tremendously lot of fear and I'm just seeing there's certain parts of the country where I'm seeing more fear come off than other parts 
I don't know why or where, and I'm not going to focus. If I were working uh, alone, I would be able to focus in and get more information. But there, I don't want to. I want to get to Mike, and so I want to move this along. Trust me, if you listen to me long enough, you'll you'll see. Anyway, so we want to do fears. We want to redu- we want to let go of judgments, criticisms, attacks uh, on ourselves or on others. We want to release the us versus them, the right versus wrong. We have it right, they don't. The the attacks, the battle systems, drawing the boundaries, drawing the lines. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm sticking with this. And you know, as well as I, you can get on the Internet and you hear opinions along the entire spectrum. So wherever you are, In your own journey, you're going to pay attention to one opinion or another. That's just the natural thing, whether it has to do with COVID or anything else. I want to release, have everybody release this orientation of judgment and blame and just, you know, and belief systems that what we believe is right and what everybody else believes is wrong. In fact, everybody opinion and viewpoint is valid for each individual and I want to release any misunderstanding about that it may not line up with our beliefs or our viewpoints but I really want everyone to release that viewpoint that our our viewpoint our opinion is valid based on you know, science or based on this or experience or, you know, I know better than you, whatever. I want everyone to release that kind of approach. And we're going to get to the divine energies to, to try to change some of that orientation. But let's let's start making some of those empty spaces. And I am seeing a lot of empty spaces being created symbolically. We, ought, we also want to release uh, the lacks the lack of understanding, the lack of valuing, the lack of caring, the lack of forgiveness, because sometimes that's how we we are toward ourselves or toward others. Let's release all these lacks. A lot of lacks. There's a lot of self-hatred here even, even though many of you would not be able to relate to that. There are probably lives that we've all had where we really didn't like who we were. We were playing out in some sort of society where it just didn't line up with how we really and truly wanted to be, but we followed along with the society because that was just what the society dictated to. And then that dictated, and in that type of environment, we could have come away with a lot of really bad feelings about ourselves. So I want everyone to release self-hatred, whether you think you have it or not. If you don't have it, that's okay. It won't be released. No harm, no foul. But go ahead and release it. We want to release those lacks. Okay. We also want to release the, it's not fair. Okay. It's not fair, you know, uh, how dare this, the the anger, the frustration, the um the blaming, oh gosh, blaming is just so big. Feeling like a victim, feeling like somebody did it to us. Please understand, I mentioned it yesterday, um, where there are no victims. 
And nothing can happen to us that we don't allow at the soul level. So there are no victims, but we didn't know that. Most people don't know that. We understand we're responsible just this far, but over here, no, we're victims. So somebody else did it to us, the government, the mother nature, you know, the neighbor, whatever it is, we, we had it done to us, uh, the economy, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I want everyone to release victim patterns and that and victimizer patterns. It's always important to release both polarities for some of these things, because in some lives we would have been interpreted as the victimizer. When we get blamed for something, it becomes our fault, and we've made that person who's complaining about us a victim. So guess what? We're the victimizer. Eh, not a good place. We don't want that, so we want to release the victimizer role. We want to release both sides. Okay. Um, okay. There are plenty of other things to release. I could go all day, but I want to finish up, but we can't finish without calling in the divine energies. Keep in mind, we're just activating. They're already there, but now we're saying, come in, empower us, fill in those spaces left empty, bring our ours and all of the 8 billion soul frequency up some levels, okay? And so we want to call in health, healing, physical strength, um, understanding, clarity of vision and expanded perception. This is to understand at the higher levels, to not get caught up down here with the, the mundane details, but to see the bigger picture, the helicopter view, Anybody who knows me, I use that image quite a bit. Uh, we want to bring in expanded um, awareness, uh, forgiveness, forgiveness of the self, forgiveness of others. We want to call in love, divine love, divine love, and divine love. It is the highest healing, most powerful healing energy we have access to. It carries love for the self, love for others. It carries acceptance of the self and acceptance of others. It carries forgiveness of the self and forgiveness of others. It also carries unity and harmony with all life. It's a powerful energy. And I want everyone, the whole 8 billion, to be flooded with this energy, bathing in it all around our planet. And I do see like bath water or an ocean of this beautiful i see this energy is pink if you see it another color that's quite all right um it, it it's it the interpretation can be individual i just happen to see it as pink and i see this pink energy as a you know all that smoky stuff now has been let go it's been absorbed by the light transformed and and becomes one with the light. Now the divine energy is providing this beautiful pink love energy. It is gorgeous. It's surrounding the planet with this beautiful, beautiful healing energy. Um, I do also want to call in divine acceptance, acclimation, integration, and adjustment so that we can all have, it facilitates our accepting the change uh, accepting the energies, integrating them, acclimating, 
to them, adjusting to them, and making our transition into the new normal, facilitating it, making it less traumatic, less upsetting, less normal in a way. As now you know that going into a new normal is pretty common. We do it all the time, and we see it around us all the time, but we don't think of it like that. So the last thing I do want to also infuse is something, is an energy called evolutionary enlightenment. It is an energy that we, we most often use um, for the three lower kingdoms because the three lower kingdoms don't take in evolutionary information at the conscious level. So we use evolutionary enlightenment for the energy to move in and it is taken in at the level that any soul is on in the three lower kingdoms. But the higher selves have indicated on more than one occasion that it helps at the human level too because guess what? Of the 8 billion humanities, many are evolving, guys. (laughs) Many, many, if not most, are in the process of evolving and not everyone has access to some of the higher concepts that I share and so many others share many live in a place where they don't have access to it they may have internet but they may not and even if they have internet maybe who knows how often they get to use it or if they even know that to ask about whatever concept Uh, so it's it's really a fabulous energy and I'm seeing it go in it's kind of multicolored I see it as multicolored not quite like the rainbow bridge but because it has um, a different spectrum of color I can't really explain it but it is moving in and through and around the planet to bring help to all souls in their evolutionary process Um, The last thing I want to do is I want to infuse the planet with the new normal. Now, the divine new normal, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what it entails, but I would like to put it in there as, again, divine, the divine energies. No. Okay, and with that, the whole planet is being surrounded by what the higher selves show me or explain to me, a cocoon of types, of a type. It's kind of an energy field manned by the higher self enabling the healing to continue even though i'm stopping and the cocoon carries the love all the energies we put in it also carries the acclimation the integration the the transformation the um, adjustment energies to help all souls with to move forward in this uh, unfoldment of a new normal and with that, I'm going to take on, I want to thank everybody first, because people may go, I don't know, but I just want to thank everyone for being part of the show, whether it's one person or a hundred people or a thousand people. I don't care about the number. I just appreciate, I appreciate it because when we do an exercise like this, guess what? There's a tremendous amount of energy that comes into play. Okay. So thank you. And I, um, More is coming. I don't know when the next podcast will be. It'll be on anything and everything. If you have any questions, comments, uh, concerns, please send me an email at jvvmrichmond at gmail.com. That's 
VV as in Victor Victor, M as in Mary, Richmond as in Richmond, Virginia, R-I-C-H-M-O-N-D at gmail.com. And I will get back to you. I answer all my emails and either we'll discuss it with you over the email or maybe it'll be a perfect thing to put on the next podcast. Uh, of course, you wouldn't be anonymous if that's how you chose. Um, but please get in touch with me anytime. Okay. Now, I want to get to you, this caller. Um, I, I can't look at the video and do this. Um, I'm sorry for those on the video. Hello? Hello, Janice. That, how are you today? Hi, is it Mike? Yes, of course, yeah. I was yes. listening hi, to Mike. you uh, very intuitively, and everything you have said, very reasonable, very fair, very balanced. And oh, well, thank you. Thank you, you very much. Yeah, you're welcome. You did talk about malaria. Malaria uh, has uh, symptoms are fever, <coughs> fever, chill, headache, nausea, vomiting, muscle pain, and fatigue, sweating, chest, abdominal pain, and cough. So it's very close to coronavirus, uh, COVID, uh, SARS uh, 2.0. Uh, so, you know, yes, That's, I have Yes, had, I'm aware uh, of the symptoms, but, it, um, but I appreciate your sharing it with the rest of the listeners. Yes, I had a malaria in Asia. So basically. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah I, I, I was almost dead basically oh my but my relatives took me and doctor write some prescription i don't know what was that a uh, long time ago it was i don't know what but it was it, i took it i was i had a 45 celsius temperature and then wow. you know I all these symptoms and pretty much because of my sweating, whenever you sweat or diarrhea or etc., remember you are losing your potassium. If you lose your potassium, potassium is for your muscle, uh, heart muscle, uh, and heart muscle will not function properly, and low potassium can uh, also uh, kill you. So right away, if you have uh, more than one day, you have this kind of symptoms, sweating or diarrhea, chest pain, or any of chills, fever, you have to go to nearest emergency department uh, or call your, uh, uh, you know, a, 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 around the globe it has a different numbers. But we say 911 right now for North America. You have to call 911 uh, for your uh, country. Go ahead. Excuse me. Um, Go ahead. Oh, my gosh. I wanted to ask you, have you thought about having your own blog talk radio show? You know, you can do it for free for a half hour. And it seems like you have yes. a lot to share with people. I was just wondering if you thought of that. Yes, yes, yes. I understand. Yeah, right now I'm busy, you know. So, uh, yeah, I, at one point, I, I will uh, do that. Yes, indeed. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not uh, thank you. Remind. Oh, well, I have 60 seconds, Mike. So I'm going to wish oh, you okay. and everyone else 
goodbye and I, I will post when I'm going to be broadcasting again. And I just so appreciate you tuning in and sharing your, your information with all of us. Thank you. Thank you very much. Next time. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. And bye, bye, goodbye to everyone else. All right. All the best for the holiday here in North America and have a great week, everyone. I'll be back.